Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. So in preparation for Rudy's new noodle arriving soon, very soon, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about how to introduce a new sibling into the family. Naturally, Rudy and her noodles will be the guinea pigs for this information, so be sure to watch for a follow-up episode in the fall to see what worked and what didn't. Now, before we jump into the episode, I want to say that I hope that Rudy and I have created a space that communicates this, but your family is what you choose it to be. You know, families that have one kid, super cool. Families that have multiple kids, super cool. Families that have no kids, super cool. Foster, adopt, grandparents. I could go on and on, but instead I'll say this. Today we are talking specifically about families that are planning to add another child to the mix and tips for how best to do that. So just know there's zero judgment about the makeup of your family, only the goal of sharing information to empower families and children to be successful. So more than 80% of children live with at least one sibling, which you know I can attest to as I have a younger brother that I don't live with, but did. <laughs> And research has shown that growing up with a sibling can help children develop problem solving and negotiation skills, you know, like who gets the most space in the backseat, to learn about others' feelings, along with higher life satisfaction and lower rates of depression later in life. That said, you may already know that introducing a new sibling into your family is a major life event. It's exciting and joyful, but it can also be stressful and frustrating for everyone involved. And I can only assume that these emotions take on a whole new level in life with a second child. With that first child, you know, the one they have all the pictures and baby book entries for, every squeak, snort, and breath are cause for celebration and worry. Why isn't she eating? When did he last sleep? Do I have the right diaper cream? Where's the nurse? Someone call the nurse. But that second child, that child gets the benefit of your lived experiences. You have a better understanding of squeaks and snorts. You know that they will eat when they're hungry and sleep when they're tired. And you know that your heart has more than enough room to love both of those noodles. So how do you make sure that the one that came first never feels like they will come in last? Let's talk about that. So how to prepare the older child for the new sibling. Talk to them about it. But of course, Use terms and descriptions that are age-appropriate. Your older child's age and development, of course, will affect how they understand what's going on. You know, children younger than age two likely don't really understand what it means yet to have a new sibling, but you can do things like look at picture books about babies and families or give them a baby to play with. Uh, Those kids from ages two to four, they're still pretty attached to their parents and might feel a little jealous sharing your attention with a newborn. So you want to explain that the baby will need lots of intention and encourage your older child's involvement by taking him or her shopping for baby supplies. Give your older child a doll so that she or he can be a caregiver too. I know this is something that Rudy and I had talked about in a previous episode, um, or maybe she and I talked about it, I can't remember, but you know, giving Rio a baby doll so that he can kind of get that idea of what a baby kind of looks like and their size and such. Um, And again, with those children ages two to four, look at your older child's baby pictures together with, with your child and tell them the story of their birth. 
And then those older children, school age, you know, they still, they're, they might also be feeling jealous about the attention that a new baby gets. Talk to them about the newborn's needs. Point out the advantages of being older, like maybe you get to go to bed later. Um, you know, you might even try um, displaying the older child's artwork in the baby's room. But here's the thing with any age. Answer their questions with honesty and free of judgment of them. You know, ask them how they're feeling about it. That's, you know, jealousy is going to happen. You know, and us judging or being upset about it doesn't, doesn't help them. It's an, it's an emotion that they're feeling and it's valid. Ensure that you are still their parent and you'll always be there for them. Ask them questions about what they think is going on or what they think is happening. Trust me, they know something is going on. Um, if you are looking to move your older child from a crib to a bed, I really recommend doing that before the new sub- sibling arrives or several months after, right? Because that's a whole new change in transition to process. Um because we want to make sure that we give them the opportunity to, again, process and get used to the new setup and the expectations. Because remember, the kids need to experience something an average of 2,000 times before it clicks. You got to give them time to process. And this is also true of toilet training. Man, I get it. Diapers are expensive. And especially if you're adding a new one to the mix with diapers, the sooner you can get that older one out, the better. But don't push it. Um, if possible, you know, take your older child to visit the hospital before the baby is born. Gives them a, a concrete idea of where you'll be when the baby is born. Um, if you're adopting or fostering, be sure that you're talking a lot about the process with them. You know, you might be waiting for it to happen for a long time and then bam, placement happens really quickly. And that quick transition change, if you haven't been preparing them for that ahead of time, can be real stressful for young children. I mean, for us as adults too, but definitely for, for little people. Um, there are a lot of really great children's books out there about adoption and fostering in addition to new siblings, but definitely for adoption and fostering. And I'm a hundred percent sure that Miss Rudy will have a social media post about them coming up. So after this quick break, we're going to talk about tips for introducing the new sibling and more. A patient says to their doctor, Doctor, you've got to help me. I'm addicted to social media. The doctor says, I don't follow you. Well, the doctor may not follow his patient, but you can follow us. Did you know that in addition to this fabulous podcast, the Casido Infant Toddler Specialist Network is on social media platforms as well? You can find us on Pinterest with over 25 boards and 600 pins filled with activity ideas, resources, and useful information. We are also on Facebook, where you'll find posts and updates about Kansas early childhood events, additional resources, and can connect with other providers throughout the state. Check out the show notes to links for both platforms and give us a follow. How about introducing that older child to their new sibling? Um, if they come to the hospital to see you, I know COVID restrictions right now haven't really been allowing that, um, but may very well happen. And ev- But even if when you come home, have another person, another loved one, grandma, 
aunt, whatever, hold the baby while you give some loves and cuddles to that kiddo. Give them an opportunity to touch the baby. You know, obviously wash hands first. <laughs> you know, whatever your boundaries are with touching. And, and remember, especially for toddlers, right? Their sense of strength <laughs> hasn't quite connected with their brain, with their body. And so sometimes that, that gentle touch um, looks a little less than gentle, which is another reason why giving them baby dolls before the baby gets here so that you can practice gentle touches. Um, if you are comfortable with your child holding the baby, absolutely let them do that. Um, but just remember that babies, babies are pretty resilient and the more that we can get those two to connect at the jump, the best. So now that you're all home, settled in, now what? (laughs) So, you know, regardless of your older child's age, make sure that he or she gets some of that individual attention when the new baby arrives. Um... You know, when you're taking those pictures or videos, include your older child. Take pictures and videos of them alone, too. Remember, that child had your full attention for however many months or years they were alive before that new baby came. And so they want to be sure that they still have that piece of your attention. And this next point is a a big one that I hear a lot from parents and, and caregivers alike. Um, keep in mind that children sometimes regress or, you know, act younger than their age after the arrival of a new baby. Um, you know, like having toilet training accidents or drinking from a bottle. Um, and this happens after big changes, but most especially after a baby, right? These are normal reactions to the stress of a new sibling that require a little more tolerance from that big sibling and require a lot of tolerance rather than punishment from us as adults. Um, it, it also might be signaling that your older child is struggling to understand his or her place in the family. And acting like a baby means you, you receive more attention and care, right? That's They are picking up on that. They're not manipulating you or the situation. They're just operating within their understanding of the situation. You know, like maybe your child insist on using a bottle or uses baby talk or beginning to have toilet accidents. Um, You know, encouraging or demanding that an older child act like a big boy or big girl, you know, this, this can, this can backfire because here's the thing. What does it mean to be a big girl? You know, what does that mean? I think oftentimes unintentionally we send the message that you're, you're big now, even if you're two or four or six or whatever, You're big now, so you don't need as much anymore. So, you know, pull your bootstraps up and get get going, kid. But we want to make sure that we are still recognizing who they are as people. Their role in the family has changed a little bit. And though it may feel uncomfortable when you respond to the need your child is expressing, they're more likely to return to age-appropriate functioning pretty quickly. You know, For example, like when you give the older child the bottle that they're demanding, they usually find it pretty silly and give it up shortly after that. Um, You know, and if they have potty accidents, be sure to respond with compassion and understanding and not disappointment or punishment. And if they talk like a baby, just respond like you understand what they're saying and don't make a big deal out of it. I think you're telling me you want to read that book. I'd love to read that book with you. 
Really, the more matter-of-fact your response is to their baby-like behaviors, the more quickly they abandon them. Because again, they're just they're just testing that boundary. They're just testing that understanding of things, um, trying to figure out where their place still is. Expect your child to have mixed feelings or reactions to the new baby, right? And show compassion and empathy and understanding. An older child is often really excited about the new baby when it's just, you know, a bump in mommy's belly. But once baby is a reality, older siblings kind of have some mixed feelings, right? I They love that baby intensely, but they might also still be feeling angry or resentful at having to share attention and time with their parents or their caregivers. Children may worry about whether their parents will care for and love them the same way as before the baby arrived. And these feelings can be overwhelming and uncomfortable, right? Resulting in those regressive behaviors of, you know, toilet accidents, etc. Or maybe even acting a little clingier or throwing tantrums or expressing negative feelings towards the baby, like announcing that they wish the baby would just go away, right? Perfectly normal. And, you know, the first step to helping them manage these emotions, these big complex emotions, is to let them know that you understand those feelings and that they're valid. It is so hard to wait while I feed your sister. I will help you build your tower as soon as she is done eating. And, you know, if it's age appropriate, have have the child, if if they are interested, have them help you with feeding. Um, You know, and then again, making sure that we give them acceptable ways to express their emotions. And just be sure to talk about the frustrations that they're having and ways that they can cope with them in the future. You know, and so the other part of that is avoid putting pressure on your child to be in love with the new baby, right? Babies, (laughs) you know, they eat, sleep, and poop, right? There's not a lot of immediate reward in interacting with them. And the new baby represents, again, the new baby represents someone who's taking away attention that that older child had exclusively before. So sometimes expecting them to just be madly in love with the baby at that early stage is not really realistic. And when the older child senses pressure to love the baby, it can have the opposite effect and make her feel a little less warmly towards the new baby. But with time and space, the older child is more likely to make a positive connection with their sibling. You know, we want to make sure to not make everything about the new baby, which I know is hard because new babies, they're so cute and squishy and you just want to squeeze them and love them. And, but you know, like we talked about earlier, when you're taking pictures of the baby, snap some pictures of your older child. If it's appropriate, let them take pictures of the baby. Um, when family and friends come to visit the baby, remind them to take time to talk and play with the older child as well. Or, and, or you as the parent, take that time to play with the older child while the family that's visiting holds the baby. And whenever possible, carve out some special just for you and your older child time without interruptions from the baby. You know, maybe you go and get a drink together at Starbucks, you know, one of the little fun Frappuccino things, or you go to Target, or you go to the park. Um, And like we kind of referred to earlier with the baby doll, we want to make sure that we are continuing to teach the older child how to safely interact with the baby. Again, using a doll or stuffed animal to demonstrate gentle touches. Be really mindful and and to avoid reacting in anger if the older child is maybe too forceful. Like like I'd said earlier, you know, sometimes their their idea of 
of gentle is different than our idea of gentle. And so, you know, instead of saying things like, oh, what's wrong with you? Don't hurt your body. Don't hurt your brother. You know, instead, just calmly take their hands and show them this is how we use a gentle touch. Be gentle with the baby. You know, and if they continue to be aggressive, just let her know that you see that she's having a hard time controlling her body and maybe to go get her baby doll or to go build with blocks and get some energy out and try again. So another step to helping that older child is encouraging them to help with the new baby, but not force it. Again, I think this goes back to a lot of things that we were talking about. The more we push kids to do stuff, the more likely they are to do the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, but see if they want to get a clean diaper ready or pick out clothes or rock the baby. Do not pressure them if they are not interested. You know, it's okay if you don't want to help right now. Would you like to bring your cars in here so that we can be together while I change the diaper? And again, I, you know, I know I've said it a couple of times, but I want to say it specifically again here that shaming a child for those natural feelings of like confusion or jealousy or anger, right, can lead to increased negative feelings towards that baby and maybe some more anger and challenging behaviors. We want to make sure that we fight the urge to loosen up on limits or overindulge that older child. You know, it's, I think it's probably pretty common for parents to feel guilty about all the changes that happen in your life when you bring a new baby home. And sometimes we try to make up for that with extra gifts or treats um, and let up on previously established limits or give in to demands, right? She's already experiencing so much stress with all this change. Um, and also like with babies, I don't know, probably you're not sleeping very much. So you're probably also exhausted and just another tantrum on the floor like the last thing you want to deal with right now. But unfortunately, when we kind of let go of those limits or give in to things, you know, it, it signals to the child that you don't think that they can cope with the change and that they need special exceptions. And it also kind of sends that message to the older child. And it can also send the message to the older child that they're special or entitled and can lead to even more demanding behavior. And, and again, it's, it's, you know, kids need limits. They need expectations. They need structure. And that's exactly what they're asking for when they fight back or when they have a tantrum. They just want you to be consistent. And man, I, I, I mean, I don't get it. Obviously, I've never had a child or children of my own, but I have most certainly been in a classroom with 12 hungry toddlers to know that Sometimes when all you want to do is just say, fine, just do it. I don't care. That's the time to push and say, okay, let me stay consistent and show them what they mean to me and where they fit in and what the expectation is. And then lastly, um, how to explain medical concerns or conditions to your older child. So if your new baby has health issues, explain to the older child that the sibling is sick and you're worried. Um, if your baby needs to stay in the hospital after it's born, ask about visitation policies for siblings. You know, take pictures of the baby and show them. FaceTime. You know, we've all gotten real good at FaceTime and Zoom with COVID. Keep in mind that if you don't talk to the child about that baby's condition, they, they will still sense that something is wrong and perhaps make something up, you know, for themselves that's not true or even more scary. Right. So rather than keeping them in the dark, give them some age appropriate 
information about the situation and show that you're there for them and that this is a scary time and you are worried, but here's what we're going to be doing. So to wrap up, I want to again stress that your family is what you choose it to be. What works for one family may or may not work for another. That said, the more prepared you and your older child are when introducing a new sibling, the fewer hiccups we hope there will be. But We'll have to wait from Rudy to hear if that's true. See you next week. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. See you next time on Kids These Days.